Motor Sports Insider Kurt Hansen. It's great to be with you on, as you've heard me coin many a time, a fast Friday, but here in the Mile High this weekend, or this week, or today, might be a frigid uh, fast Friday. As uh, I sit here at the, the world headquarters of Race Central on the radio, the Ivory Tower, as I have coined it, uh, I've coined a lot of things. The premier home for motorsports, uh, the Ivory Tower, the, you know, on the pastor performance, the, you know, the Messiah of motorsports, the, the, the whatever. I'm having a rough day, I tell you. I, I don't know if it's the cold or the way people are driving. I took my life in my hands walking across a parking lot uh, from the Starbucks just up the street as I guess some guy thought he was fast and the furious. Uh, darn near turned me into a statistic. Hey, people. Uh, yeah, you. I'm looking right at you, right through your radio. Nah, I'm just having fun. But uh, it is a, it, it is a bit chilly outside. Glad we got some snow. Glad the mountains got some snow. We don't need to go back to, you know, DEFCOM 99 on the uh, the drought watch. Um, as boy, uh, my former home state of California struggling immensely. And then when they get it, they get the bad flooding because it all comes at once. And then when you drive by a reservoir that that you grew up by as a kid and used to maybe water ski or boat on it or whatever, and you see 500 feet of, of exposed dirt with a high water mark, boy. And you think about do the math. I'm not very good at math. That's why I talk on radio and television for a living. But you think about the – I'm going to use a – I'm not a uh, uh, a water dude or a, a Bureau of Land Management dude or whatever, but I'm going to use a, because I did say at a Holiday Inn Express last night, cubic yards of water. Think about that. I don't know why I don't know why I got into this rant, except that I'm sitting here from the tower looking out, and I was just talking to uh, Sid the Kid, and I said, boy, it really must be blowing, as I almost got blown over coming into the studio today. And you look up on the mountains right now, and holy cow, if I feel like I'm looking at the top of Mount Everest. That's a whole other climbing story that I won't go into. But it is a fast Friday. There's a lot going on in the motorsports world. That's why uh, when all the uh, other pretenders and posers and whatever, doofuses, as uh, my five-year-old godson would say, out there, and then the networks too, when they all go dark, that's why we continue on, because we become, if by de facto, the... Only outlet nationally and globally producing fresh current content and making a difference and making people think. I had somebody today I had lunch with said he started uh, calling a, a, a place of business that I know. Um, well, I can't go into, but he started calling it the name I gave it. I said, "See, you're like my audience. You're listening, and I'm making you change. I'm making a difference." <laughs> I don't know about all that. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, sad news about uh, Demarius Thomas. Ran into a bunch of uh, network uh, TV guys that I know down in the in the uh, the basement here in the tower as I was coming up. And sad news. Uh, you know, a lot of great things being said. I mean, you, that's that's fairly common when someone passes early. But but when you see the depth of the comments and the breath and who they're coming from, 
you know, it's uh, this guy. You want to make a difference, and that's, that's that's a great thing. And and I'll leave it at that. But you know, uh, great player gone too soon, and, and better person as Peyton Manning said, all, all Hall of Fame player, better person. Wow, big time statement. So anyway, uh, on that note, uh, Alan Sir Junior passed. Excuse me, Senior. Oof, oof. A lot of answers. But Al Senior, uh, eighty-two years old, uh, passed yesterday. You know, it's uh, it's at that time, and I'm 63. I know I sound like I'm 14, and I'm probably mentally is about to developed. But, uh, you know, it's uh, like we just said about goodbye to Uncle Bobby. How weird. Within months, we lose a junior answer. Then we lose Uncle, or we lose Uncle Bobby. Actually, a junior, Uncle Bobby, and now Al Sr. So, thoughts and uh, feelings out to... Uh, the Unser, the Unser family got to know actually the littlest Al, as they called him years ago, Al Unser Jr.'s kid, uh, little Al, like 19 or something, when he was running in uh, Indy Lights with the, um, with the well, back then it was called the IRL, as I called it, because I was obviously I raced with Champ Car and did announce for Champ Car and did the Denver Grand Prix, but I've announced Long Beach for Champ Car and also. Um, uh, the IndyCar series now, as we call it, and I called the IRL. I really couldn't make it in the other league. It was a pretty popular uh, statement, sort of. But uh, anyway, it's it's that time of the year we do a lot of reflecting and thinking about the past and trying to pay it forward. And I've got a a terrific young man in the program today. They started a foundation that I think, and I and I met this guy. There's always a racing theme. Uh, Jason Karen and I met him sitting in the lobby of the recently renovated uh, Hyatt, which I've stayed at many times when I raced in the Grand Prix, right, uh, literally right on the shore there in Long Beach. Because, you know, with a media credential and knowing a million people and all that kind of stuff, and I've sat in, in virtually every grandstand in the Long Beach Grand Prix as a kid growing up. And I remember when I first raced there in 91, I had tears in my eyes as I became very good friends with one of the original founders, Mr. Uh, John Queen Sr., or Jack Queen. And I told him, someday I'll race in your race, and, and we became very good friends, and he had the audacity to, to go ahead and pass on me before uh, he could see me race in his race. But I, I, I did my recon laps on the first practice day with tears in my eyes looking at every grandstand. And I can remember, I sat in that grandstand with that girlfriend and that girlfriend. It's, it's not going in a good direction. Um, but... Uh, I met him in the the lobby of the of the Hyatt because that's kind of become my my go to place to watch the race. Ironically, I, you know, there for three days. We're shooting three TV shows. I uh, I go up and I watch the the start of the race from the announcing tower right there. Now the the uh, uh, boy senior moment right sits. I told you, Sid, a lot of, a lot of senior moments today. But uh, uh, it'll come to me. Trust me, it always does. About three twenty nine in the morning. Yeah sit the announcing tower to uh, watch the first 20, 25 laps on the closed circuit and watch the announcers do their thing as I've done there. And then I bump on over to the Hyatt because all the great food and beverage you could possibly want is right there. They have a TV screen as big as our building and a bunch of others. And I always see a bunch of friends and, and uh, it's kind of a social, it's actually like a social thing that a race breaks out at. Like that's why we call it the roar at the shore, the party at the shore. 1976, 1975, the first race, the Formula 5000, then 76 with Formula One. But uh, the roar at the shore, 
as I used to joke, it's a massive, big Southern California party with all kinds of debauchery and fun stuff going on, and then a race breaks out. But John Kernan, uh, a foundation, limbofdreams.org, limbofdreams.org. We're going to pay it for it this morning, or this afternoon, we're going to talk to uh, Jason, big-time race guy, car guy, truck guy. Also, a little NASCAR with Photo Joe Star, BigWestRacing.com, and the legendary Eddie Knox, uh, the problem child, top fuel drag boat in all of our years associated with uh, Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil Racing and, and uh, you know, doing our thing down there at Wild Horse Pass. The, uh, the quote-unquote world finals just wrapped up with our good friend Tony Scarlato uh, winning in top... Uh, Top alcohol flat, and uh, Tony's a great guy. But but Eddie Knox and also doing his thing with with drag cars. So the uh, the legendary Eddie Knox, uh, this is a big time get because this guy's a real deal. And if you're a fan of drag boat racing, as we we kind of bounce around a little bit into uh, you know the the weeks to come before we know it, I'll be at Chili Bowl National second week in January. All the teams are testing. Lots of big announcements. PRI show this week. We'll talk about that. Uh, just a, a lot of a lot of good stuff going on. But Formula One wraps their season up this weekend. Uh, I'll see you down at the Celtic on Sunday morning. Race goes off, I believe, at six fifty-five Mountain Time. Uh, Going to be a good one, and I'll uh, give you my top ten Formula One finishes in my history. Anyway, well, maybe a little before that, but could be a good one. Uh, this could come down that uh, the two contenders, because there are only two right now. Could take each other out in the first lap. I don't say that to jinx it. It's just there's a lot of bad blood going on between Mercedes and uh, Red Bull right now. The drivers, too. A lot of dust-ups on the track this season. Uh, this could be one for the for the ages. Could be a battle of finish. So what can I tell you about that? Hey, uh, we're brought to you by Coyote Motorsports and CF Moto. Uh, Denver's only star-certified Yamaha dealer. The top CF Moto dealer in the state. They got the new motorcycle coming, the road racer. You want to go see Brian about that and get on the list. Be sure to get your orders now. But they've got stuff in stock when nobody else does, and they got it for 0% financing, too. Uh, Brian Root, he's our guy. He's been our guy for a long, long time. Also, Colpar Hobbies, two locations to serve you at that time of the year. Load those stockings for the back of your pickup truck. The Superstore in Aurora, they've got it. You could load a lot of pickup trucks there. But go to Fred's Place, as we call it, Colpar Hobbies. In Aurora and in Denver, Colpar.com. I'm the insider. We got a long ways to go. The off-season, quote unquote, sort of. Just a couple days away it is. Race Central, the radio. Watch Race Central TV to make you smarter. Much like the website, RaceCentralMedia.com. I'm the insider uh, for Sid and everybody here. Keep it locked right here at RaceCentralMedia.com. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. Your host, Kurt Hansen. That's about 18 minutes after the hour as we look out from the ivory tower here. Oh, that rhymes. Hey, 18 minutes after the hour as I look outside from the ivory tower. I see it snowing. It's really blowing. And I have to stop this right now. But, hey, welcome back to the program. It is a fast Friday, a frozen Friday, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Yeah, a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Certainly the Formula One uh, season wrapping up and... This could be one for the ages as we work our way into the program. I'll give you my top 10 uh, best uh, season finales ever. And um, they're, they're pretty special, dating back to actually 1964 all the way up to 
to just recently, and maybe maybe uh, want to get bumped from my list at the conclusion Sunday as uh, the seven-time champion goes for eight in a row. Uh, Max Verstappen goes for his first. Max, he acts as I've coined him. He uh, pretty much led what they call free practice one. But uh, Lewis, he laid down the gauntlet. Uh, second practice session. And this, this, uh, this uh, the Yasmarena circuit in Abu Dhabi. You probably heard of Abu Dhabi. If you look up tons of oil and rich people, it's probably right there in your encyclopedia. The circuit that they have built there and the night race, it's just, it's just spectacular. It, it really is. You don't even have to like Formula One to, uh, to kind of dig that jam, especially when you have two guys that don't like each other very much. The teams don't like each other at all. I'll get to I got a recent story that just came out, which is well, it's pretty daunting. But uh, it's, it's leveled at Mercedes-Benz. But Lewis Hamilton, he went out and showed him the way to heaven. Um, second practice really just continued to, to drop his lap times in, in startling numbers. And the second practice was red flagged. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, known for obviously years for his drivers of Ferrari, now with Alfa Romeo, has been for a couple of years, had a big, heavy crash. And uh, that circuit really is not forgiving at all. There's just not a lot of room. And he got the thing spun around and just, as we would say, clouded the barrier, uh, almost, almost tore the car in half. And they said they're going to fix it, though. It's going to be a long night. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't know why they don't go to the backup car, except for maybe they don't want to suffer. But but it's only free practice, so I, I guess they'll they'll qualify tomorrow. We'll see how that works out. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, the video is pretty shocking. I'll I'll actually uh, post it up on my Facebook. Facebook slash Kurt Hansen here in the next break as we will. Uh, We'll get ready for Eddie Knox. I haven't talked to Eddie in a long time. Last time I spoke with him, we were shooting Race Central TV and then a special show for Lucas Oil when they were our title sponsor, as it was known as the Lucas Oil Drag Boat Series. And it was the Lucas Oil World Finals there at Wild Horse Pass, formerly known as Firebird Lake. And from what I'm hearing now, there's... There's challenges there, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I've heard lots of rumors. When I first looked at that place, I thought, what a great spot for uh, mixed-use entertainment, some retail. Don't know why they weren't doing – I mean, it's right in Chandler. It's 15 minutes south of Phoenix. Chandler's a beautiful and a very affluent area, backed up right against the Ahwatukee uh, foothills. Why they weren't doing floating barge concerts out in the middle of that lake – you could sit up on the sand, beach, and I mean, it's just, yeah. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, Wild Horse uh, continues on. And uh, who knows uh, if the Lucas family ever jump back in the drag boat business. They certainly, I know Forrest loved his boats. That was kind of a, a phrase we all had. But uh, Eddie Knox coming up next. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Photo Joe Starr. We'll be talking NASCAR. A Chili Bowl Nationals coming up just around the corner. Can't wait to be out in Tulsa. In the middle of January. It's always so nice and warm. And uh, uh, what can I tell you? The season of the final 
Final Race Series, International Race Series, wraps it up this weekend. A lot of exciting news to get to. We'll have more and more as we move on through the quote-unquote off-season. But uh, coming up next, Mr. Eddie Knox, the problem child. And Colpar.com, Colpar Harvey's two locations to serve you. Get your stuff for your, uh, your, your big Santa, little Santa, or little whatever they may be. At Colpar.com and RaceCentralMedia.com. Yeah, it's 29 minutes after the hour. It is the uh, premier home for all things motorsports. It is uh, Race Central Radio with Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. That is me. And uh, belated uh, happy Thanksgiving and early happy holidays to all of you out there. As uh, I haven't talked to our next guest on the program here in a long, long time. And, and I see his post on my Facebook and stuff. And we uh, had an opportunity to do a little TV thing down at uh, the Lucas Oil World Finals a few years ago. It is, uh, he's not the problem child, but it's a fast Eddie Knox, the problem child, uh, drag boat, and now drag car. Eddie, how the hell are you? Man, I'm doing good, bud. Thanks for having me on. I've just been out in the shop playing with blocks, you know, still haven't grown up. Like the wood kind, like the ones that, that my five-year-old stacks are like, uh, like engine blocks. Man, I wish it was the wood ones. <laughs> They'd be a little bit cheaper. Jinga, yeah, Jinga, Jinga, whatever they call it. Uh, yeah, my God. So you are, and I don't know if you remember, but we did a TV interview for Race Central TV at the World Finals uh, years ago. I think it was the year we crowned uh, our good friend and, and um, uh, hopefully still recovering nicely, uh, Eddie Lumbert in the, the Lucas Oil Map TV boat. Oh, but, yeah, Scotty Lumbert. Uh-huh. Yeah, Scotty Lumbert. What did I say? What the hell did I say? I don't know anymore. Eddie Lumbert, Eddie, that's okay. Well, I think of Eddie Lawson. I think of... Uh, 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 Eddie Hill, Eddie Knox, maybe <laughs> Eddie Hill. Yeah, there's a Knox in there somewhere. Um, yeah. You, you know, it, one of the things that always that I really reflect on, and I, I saw your posts and stuff, is you know what a personality you are. But you, I mean, you haven't been doing it that long, but it seems like you've won everything in sight. <clears throat> Pardon me. Well, yeah, we're still kind of new to the funny car thing. We've been at about twenty races under our belt and. And um, we've run pretty fast. You know, I'm, I'm not going to live long enough to know what these guys know. You know, we've never raced a car before. So we're all kind of at an accelerated pace on learning program. And so we're real excited about getting started this year. Uh, matter of fact, we just fired her up in the driveway the other day at the shop and uh, just trying to get ahead of the game. These guys are really fast out here. Well, I was referring to the problem child now, the the drag car, the nostalgia car. But, I mean, 89 isn't that long ago. I mean, it seems like it. But but you started doing this thing as a driver and a boat builder. And and then, you you know, if you're not careful, you're going to be highly successful because you want a whole bunch of damn championships. I mean, plus records. My God. Yeah, we put a lot of effort into whatever it is we do. And we're kind of like the average guys, you know, sort of a low-buck deal and just have a tremendous – support from our sponsors and friends and we call it the village car you know because everybody just pitches in a little bit to to get it going you know we had a really good run in the boats it was a lot of fun and uh kind of retired from that and and a guy called me with a funny car and wanted to trade my boat for it and i said well what the heck i haven't done that yet yeah (laughs) i mean so are you are you are you done with boats 
yeah, you know, I still do some engine stuff for them and help out some friends, but pretty much at that level, the top fuel level, I'm done. We we just got to the point where you know we're going way too fast, and if there's such a thing, and and you know as the economy goes up and down, and you know in the last couple of years with the car, you know this COVID things kind of kicked our ass. But uh, I heard about pretty that. much done with the boats. I'm having a blast with this funny car every day, and every run is a new experience. So, but by might you because we're here in the Mile High City, and of course the Mile High National is one of the the favorites, favorites for the NHRA. Um, are you are you is, are you in a uh, a touring uh, uh, de- deal, or might you ever come to Denver and and be part of what we're doing up here in the Mile Highs? I mean, what's what's well, this look like? Actually, now now that you brought that up, you know, we're involved with the United Nitro Funny Car Series, and uh, we got a couple races in Tucson this year. Yep. Uh, I think April and September. And, one up in uh, Seattle, and I think we're in talks right now with Bandemir to try to get us up your oh, way. That'd be great. That would be and, that would be terrific. Yeah, it's a great group. You know, a lot of fast cars, and so it's fairly entertaining. And uh, we want to branch out a little bit. You know, we're kind of a West Coast series, so to speak. But uh, with that and then the NHRA season combined, we'll do five races with the UNFC and then five with them. And that gives you a pretty good amount of number. Ten races is about as much as your average guy wants to do. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Eddie Knox, uh, a.k.a. Fast Eddie Knox, uh, the, the boat problem child, now the, the uh, funny car, the nostalgia car. Um, so now, now that you're done, well, let me take another step back. Because uh, sure. everybody said Forrest loves his boats. And he was such a strong support, supporter of the Lucas Oil Drag Boat Series for so long. And we had Scarlata on a couple weeks ago. He's become a good friend. And they kind of, kind of have a de facto world finals a few weeks ago down there. But did uh, what do you think ultimately uh, just made that series so tough to continue on with? Well, um, you know, Lucas was really turning and burning there for a while. You know, they got into just about every series and, they felt uh, that putting the money back into the, uh, you know, the, the the regular guy, the weekend racer guy is what, you know, works for their products. Yep. So they came into drag boats, took it over. Hell, they built a racetrack, you know, for us. Sure did. They're in Missouri. And then I think as sooner or later, everything sort of turns a little bit. And um, they had the TV show as well. You're on the TV channel, the MAV TV. MAV TV. We were one of the first shows on MAV in the longest running until a few years ago. Yeah. No, well. Yeah. And it just got, I think that, um, you know, they weren't, I don't know, I don't think they were making the money they needed. So they pulled back from several series, ours included. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I snuck out just in time before that crashed down. Yeah, I think you did, actually. But, uh, uh, appreciate you know I'm a Redline Oil guy. This will be my 31st year with them, but I really appreciated what Forrest did for the sport for many sports. You know he really kept them alive, and and they're still out there pretty strong. But I think they kind of pumped the brakes a little bit, and uh, kind of it just goes wherever the fans go. You know that's where you got to go. Yeah, and uh, you know it's just been a little bit of a struggle. The kids are in the basement at their mom's house playing video games. You know and Huh. If, if yeah. they don't, they, you know, we bought cars for three, four hundred bucks and then fixed them up so we could get to school. So we learned how to turn wrenches. And I think for the most part, our breeding stock is down. You know, unless your uncle, your cousin or your dad races a car or a boat, you, you probably wouldn't know much about them. Yeah. 
And so uh, that's what we're trying constantly to get the younger fans involved, you know, so we can keep this going. But I think it's going to be pretty strong. Uh, the boats are still going, just not really the top fuel deal. It takes a good chunk of promoter money to get them there and to pay them. Yeah. Because, you know, we were basically running uh, top fuel dragster engines in them. So yeah. it was uh, it wasn't very cheap. <laughs> now, so now, now that you open that door, uh, mm-hmm. What, I mean, to be, I mean, you won uh, um, uh, World Championship 6, 11, 12, and 13, uh, uh, you know, 60 national. Well, I could go on and on and on. But mm-hmm. to run, let's uh, just take, break it down. To run the Lucas Oil Series and run up uh, basically like uh, the Palmers are doing now. They, they took them off the boats and now into a top fuel dragster. What does it cost or what did it cost in round numbers to Build problem child, you know, be it successful and win a world championship in recent history. What did that number look like? Well, I can tell you, if you take your whole year's budget, everything you spent, whether that's hotels, beer, food, nitro, or cylinder heads, and you divide it by how many runs you made, it comes out to $8,952.48 a lap. Roughly. So... Yeah. Is that, so, can, is that Canadian or Bitcoin? Yeah, I think it's Bitcoin yeah, no now. Kidding, no kidding. Um, so you you couldn't – I mean, Lucas did pretty good at helping us pay for it. You know, there was – towards the end, we got tow money to show up. They increased the purses. And then, of course, they provided television for us, which, you know, was a big plus. But ultimately, it's – I don't know. It's, it's like anything racing. You know, it's kind of a wealthy – well, the guy or girl's hobby in a lot of ways, and um, so it it can get up there. And we were spending anywhere from two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred eighty thousand a year, depending on what you blew up, uh, just to go boat racing. And that was about a ten race series. Jeez. So uh, yeah, it's not for the faint at heart, but we were actually for a few years we paid for it you know we weren't <laughs> one enough and weren't blowing it up right. and we were selling a pile of t-shirts and and uh that got me i'm just a regular mechanic and that that got me on the road and traveling the country and just met so many wonderful people along the ways and had the opportunity to race in you know georgia and alabama and texas and Oklahoma. Hey Eddie, I got about tw- I got about twenty seconds left here, and I don't want to I don't want to step on you. So I, I wanted to give Go you a, a proper uh, ado. Uh, we're talking to fast Eddie Knox. Uh, it, it's EddieKnoxRacing dot com. EddieKnoxRacing dot com on the web. The Problem Child Boat. Now the drag car. Uh, how do I get a T shirt? Who do I who do I who do I pay? Where do I I, I need a shirt? Well, if you want one, you just send me a message. You get a freebie. <laughs> oh, well, I will wear it proudly, Eddie. We got to we got to jump on out of here. We got to up, up against a hard break, but it's great to catch up with you again. I'd love to see you here in the Mile High. We'll come out with the cameras and roll on it and have a lot of fun. Uh, belated happy Thanksgiving, early happy holidays, and uh, have a great one. I uh, hope to see you real soon. You're a real personality, and you're uh, when I think of World Championship drag boats, I certainly think of Fast Eddie Knox right at the top because uh, you're a personality, my man, and you deserve all the success in the world. So uh, have a great one. We got to get the heck out of here. It's uh, EddieKnoxRacing.com on the web. It's Fast Eddie Knox here on the Premier Home on the Insider and RaceCentralMedia.com. Welcome back to the Premier Home for Motorsports for two decades. The blowtorch for motorsports on Race Central Radio. It fires me up, man. On ESPN Radio AM 1600 with award-winning host, Kurt Hansen. I don't know why they keep saying that, but I just, I, 
I guess I just have to roll with it. It's a 46 minutes after the hour. It is the premier home for motorsports. It is Race Central on the radio. Just wrapped up uh, talking to a good friend, uh, Fast Eddie Knox, a problem child, the many-time world champion drag boat, uh, and just a, an all-around great guy and a, and a real uh, pistole. And it's been some time since, uh, since I've seen him, but it was uh, good to catch up with him. As you heard me uh, talk about uh, in the opening of the show, you know, a, a lot of the things that we do uh, come to us kind of uh, in many different weird ways after 25 years of doing what we do and organically and stuff. And as I was telling my story about the Long Beach Grand Prix this year, I uh, headed over to my, uh, after watching the start of the race and stuff in the announcing tower, over to uh, my haunt, which is the, the uh, world-famous uh, bar of debauchery in the Hyatt uh, Hotel. And I found uh, the lead uh, debauch, debauchinerist, if there's such a thing, and he uh, was talking about a foundation, and I, we try to do as much as we can supporting you know, first responders and people that, that need help and such. It's kind of our jam. And uh, Jason, Kieran, how the hell are you, my friend? The foundation is up. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm great. It, uh, it's been a little time since I saw you last. It's, it's been, uh, obviously, uh, a mission of love. Yeah. Um, no, it was great meeting you at the Long Beach, Long Beach Grand Prix. We had a good time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just back home here in beautiful Phoenix and ready to rock and roll. What I know. So, and I was telling this story, you lost it because I was actually kind of afraid to ask. I mean, you're, you're a buff guy, good looking guy. I thought maybe, you know, you were in the, the military or something and lost a limb or whatever, but you start to tell me your story. Cause I was kind of afraid to ask. Uh, motorcycle accident in Central Phoenix years ago, and the the, the changes that that you went through, um, you know, with everything and and you know these right. these prostheses that are expensive, they're hard to get, and a lot of people need help. and And you said, "I'm going to do it." And buddy, you, you're uh, you're there. Yeah, actually, uh, my accident was April of this year. So, oh, um, it, oh, I thought yeah, it was a couple class, years ago. Act, no, actually, it was earlier this year. Oh, uh, actually, tomorrow is the eighth month anniversary, if you want to call that, of, yeah, really. of my accident and and the start of this whole deal. Um, and actually, I'm at my prosthesis office right now, getting fitted for my what they call your definitive leg or your permanent leg. Uh, so um, things are happening very rapidly, and uh, you know the timing with. Uh, reaching out and touching base with you and you have me on today but uh getting my definitive leg and then yeah we're we're having an event this coming wednesday here in phoenix um excuse me um kind of the official launch of the foundation and and uh looking forward to helping people and making some great things happen so uh you know definitely appreciate you taking a few minutes to to catch up and and uh yeah we're just excited down here to get this thing going yeah it's limbofdreams.org that's limb l-i-m-b of o of dreams uh, dot org it's uh yeah it uh yeah i i'm just like five days removed from uh very long and um uh, a, a big surgery last early december and i was just thinking about today and it's like my god five days ago um uh, this month I was released uh, from five days in the ICU and wondering what the, the future yep. looked like. So I can, uh, and so, so when I met you in September at Long Beach, you'd be basically like seven, eight months removed from the loss of your limb. 
Uh, yeah, about six. Yeah, six. So, um, and, uh, you know, I was still yeah, in a temporary leg, and, and that, you know, um, it's part of the evolution of, of getting, you know, the more the physical changes and stuff you go through in the first eight to 12 months after amputation. So, um, but, yeah, no, I was had a great time out there and actually wound up at MotoGP at Circuit of the Americas the next weekend. So, uh Definitely was a good two-week run there. Yeah. Well, you you sure looked great, and you were walking uh, real good for having basically uh, a temporary. But so how does Limb of Dreams Foundation pay it forward? What What is the what is the goal? You're raising money. Talk, talk to us about the nexus of the plan. Sure. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you know, prosthetics are very expensive. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to help the children under 18, Um you know, a lot of times insurance will pay for your day-to-day leg, but any extracurricular activities, sports, racing, whatever you want to try to do, uh, that eventually becomes an out-of-pocket expense. So, um, you know, prosthetics can range anywhere from $10,000 and up, and uh, so it's not um, – well, for a lot of people, they just can't afford additional limbs to be able to run or play basketball or ski or do any of these other activities. So – uh, we just want to provide the funding and the resources to be able to help people to continue living their lives and and staying healthy and and both mentally, emotionally, physically, um, you know, so they have a high quality of life. So it's really about uh, the first mission is to help children, and then uh, of course, you know, we will be helping our vets and and first responders and uh lower income or financially burdened people will you know we'll be reaching out to those those areas as well so amazing stuff it's uh jason kiernan it is the limb of org. so for people listening out there we got about a minute left so we got to be sure. kind of quick with this um how do people get, go through the site and either donate or help or get involved or how do people apply for assistance yeah, um, so the best way right now is just go to our website, the limodreams.org. Uh, at the top right-hand corner, there's a yellow donate button that takes you right to our PayPal page. Uh, you know, you can either pay through PayPal or through a debit or credit card. Um, and then at the bottom of that homepage, there's, there's two forms. One, if you want to get involved as a volunteer, but also uh, if you are looking for assistance, uh, fill in your information, send us a, a brief uh, description of what's going on, and then uh, we, you know, get back in touch with you and, and see what we can do to uh, to assist. So uh, it's pretty easy. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, our pages are fresh, so there's, you know, uh, the more likes we get, the better. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate, again, you taking the time to allow me to, you know, share this message and, Hopefully, uh, you know, people would like to get involved. Yeah. Um, we'll also send you a copy of the interview. If you want to post it up on the website, we'd be, not, be honored and people yeah, can, about that. can learn more about it. And there there are no geofences on this deal. No matter where people are listening right now, because we're heard all around the nation and the globe, uh, people sure. can donate or, or, or ask for help. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Hey, buddy, uh, go have a great weekend. Uh, I'll be down that back of the way soon. I'll We'll catch up and... Uh, 
we'll lie to each other some more and have an adult beverage and uh, keep pushing this thing forward. So, Jason, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Premier Home. And I look forward to seeing you real soon, my friend. Take care. And congratulations on you. Thanks, sir. On the, yeah, the final, the final appreciate step. it. I look forward to seeing you. All right, my man. There he goes right there. Limbofdreams.org. Jason Kiernan, the founder. Met him at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Big-time motorhead. And uh, doing good for anybody that uh, hears or sees this message, uh, whether it's on Race Central or any of our other properties. It's limbofdreams.org. I'm the insider and racecentralmedia.com. You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive, start, Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing drivers. Unbelievable. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America. Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Well, 4.02 in the afternoon on a fast Friday, a frigid fast Friday. Great to catch up with all of you as we do every Friday from our new time. It is Race Central, the drive. Now the drive more than ever. 3 to 5 here on the Blowtorch for Motorsports. That would be ESPN AM 1600, FM 104.3, the fan, uh, in HD2 and also FM 98.1 in the Northern Territories. <laughs> No, not Alaska, but close to it. And uh, always streaming around the country and around the globe at racecentralmedia.com. Boy, what a, what a fun first hour. Uh, you know, it's uh, good to catch up with Eddie Knox, truly a legend in the world of drag boat racing. If you have not seen a top fuel boat do its thing with 100-foot uh, rooster tails, not rooster tails, rooster tails, as I'm watching the roof of the building across the street uh, blow away, it's a little windy out. Actually, birds in the air. What kind of birds are those? I'm going to go with cold birds. Like that, 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 that commercial where the guy says, hey, you know, you know what kind of fish those are? <laughs> Don't be coy with me. They're koi fish. That's actually a pretty funny commercial. Of, uh, you know, kids not becoming their parents, which I think in some ways we all do. Uh, mine are gone. Uh, God bless them. Um, but, uh, again, kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a feel-good Friday also as we talk to uh, Jason uh, Kiernan, a really neat guy. And uh, talk about an attitude, you know, just losing to Marius Thomas yesterday and Alan Sersina the day before, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it feels good, at least good in my heart, to, to try to help and support people uh, that are trying to make a difference and pay it forward. I know our company... We every chance we get, we do it, and a uh, big thanks to uh, to Sean and Parker and everybody here at Bonneville, Sid the kid, the new master, no disaster behind the glass or plexiglass or whatever. I can't wait till I can tear that down. Uh, have you? You guys have probably heard about this COVID nineteen thing. It's been in all the papers. Uh, not a lot of fun. It's not just the flu, folks. I had it. It I uh, had it right after my major surgery and. It could have been um, could have been the, the the end of me. So uh, yeah, you know, do do what you think is right, but just do what's right. So uh, NASCAR season is wrapped up. Formula One this Sunday. I haven't been out of the Celtic in a while, and they don't pay me for saying this. It's just it's a, it's a neat bunch of people. Uh, some people that are incredibly technically uh, smart about Formula One, but it, it's just it's a fun crowd, and they. 
you know, they do a great job down there. They get breakfast and, you know, all the stuff that you would expect uh, at a place called the Celtic. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I'm going to do something I don't normally like to do, and that's get up early in the morning. Got to get up. Got to get up. Got to move. Uh, so, yeah, I think 6.55 is started. Maybe 7.55. I'll look it up. Formula One on ESPN. Hey, I know the 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 uh, the four letters. I coined it a long time ago. Going to be a lot of fun. Should be a hell of a race. And if you're listening out there and you got a comment, if you're a Formula One fan, we uh, we got an open segment. We can take your call. And we're not a caller driven show, so I'm doing this is pretty special. So if you've got the gumption, uh, cojones to pick up the phone and call us, I'd love to talk to you. At 303-844-3776. That's 303-844-3776. Who's your pick? Who's your daddy? Who makes this happen? And much like any other professional race series, could backmarkers or somebody that isn't part of the fight be part of the fight or become part of the fight? Or if you've seen the Ron Howard movie, what a great driven. Wow, what a piece. Uh, that's a great movie. And it, it's I was very active and around the Formula One scene during that time period uh, where I was traveling in Europe, ski racing, or, or here in the States. Uh, so it, it's kind of, I think, back ironic. I got to meet many. I met Nicky Lott. I met James Hunt. Uh, uh, God, I can go. Gilles Villeneuve. Carlos Reitman, Lowell, as they called him, who just passed, another legend that just passed, um, and, and was around IndyCar or USAC back in the day uh, when the Unsers were really doing their thing. And, and Johnny Rutherford, who went to work uh, for, the, for Hall Racing of Chaparral fame, and my good friend Ben Hall, who uh, he and I were on the same ski team, both downhillers. And Benny retired and went to work for uh, uh, Chaparral Racing, with the, the, the IndyCar called the Yellow Submarine. And, oh, by the way, they won everything for a period of years there. They were so far ahead of the curve. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the 1976 championship, to me, I, 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 I admit this, I kind of lost interest in Formula One for a few years, and my friends all called it cocktail napkin racing because nobody – uh, passes anybody unless a cocktail napkin from one of those bougie uh, hospitality, you know, tents or whatever blows across the racetrack. And it, it got kind of sticky with regulation. I just kind of lost interest. But, boy, uh, Drive to Survive got me right back in the hunt because so many of us were watching TV. And there was zillions of people watching Race Central TV across the country and across the globe. I can tell you that in earnest. Uh but it got me back into, into Formula One big time. And, and it's, it's the same old Formula As much as things change, they say the same. It's still, albeit much different, the politicking, the backstabbing, the, the, just all the stuff. And, uh, you know, Michael Horner, who runs uh, Red Bull Racing, and, and you know, they're, they're tied with seven-time Lewis Hamilton, has uh, said that this is the statement I talked about earlier and accusing Toto Wolf, those two don't like each other. Toto Wolf heads Mercedes-Benz racing. That Mercedes has unleashed their PR and media conglomerate 
against Red Bull and Max Verstappen. In some ways, I think it could be true. I hope Max wins a championship. Just, if nothing else, to have somebody new. But what can I tell you? It's uh, nine minutes after the hour. It's time for me to sit the kids and get the heck out of here. Got to take a break, pay some bills. Colpar Hobbies, Colpar.com, Coyote Motorsports, Coyote.com, Race Central on the radio, and RaceCentralMedia.com.